You're listening to KBCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KBCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So after offering the job to a candidate who later turned it down, San Bernardino has hired a controversial new city manager. Right. Well, San Bernardino has had nine city managers in nine years, including an interim who's been serving temporarily for nine months. The city was poised to announce a new city manager in September, but the man that they were going to appoint pulled out at the last minute. So the number two candidate that was recruited by an executive search firm that screened almost 70 applicants has now officially been hired. His name is Charles A. Montoya. His first day on the job will be October 30th, but his appointment is causing some consternation. He most recently was city manager of Avondale, Arizona, where he was fired for cause in December 2021. He's suing Avondale for breach of contract and defamation after the mayor notified him in a letter that has since become public that he was being fired for allegedly refusing to repay a vehicle allowance he'd been paid in error, for allegedly failing to make timely payments on a loan he took out against his retirement account, for allegedly demanding funds from the city that he wasn't entitled to, and for allegedly receiving tuition reimbursement without proper documentation or approval. Montoya attended the San Bernardino Council meeting at which his hiring was announced, and he disputed the accuracy of the allegations, and he said his record is clean with not even a speeding ticket, but he left a previous post as Florence, Arizona, town manager under a cloud. He was accused there by two police detectives of covering up corruption. So was there much discussion about moving forward and hiring him after these things came to light? Well, a number of prominent community members asked the council to reconsider hiring Montoya and saying San Bernardino deserves better, including former city councilman Ricky Van Johnson, former assemblywoman Cheryl Brown, and local lawyer and Democratic activist Tim Prince. Mayor Helen Tran and four council members voted to go ahead and hire Montoya. Council members Ben Reynoso, Damon Alexander, and Kimberly Calvin voted against it. And San Bernardino has a really crucial project that will need to be prioritized moving forward. Yeah, that's right. The redevelopment of the downtown mall, 43 acres, that old outdated 1970s mall is currently undergoing demolition. And the city is anxious to redevelop that 43 acres. Having that vacant downtown is not going to be a good thing for the city. No, this could really be a make or break for San Bernardino. That's for sure. And a Riverside County judge has stopped a warehouse from being built across the street from houses and apartments. What's going on here? Right. This is a project in Moreno Valley, where, as we've talked about, the World Logistics Center was a very controversial. This may be a temporary halt. That's up to the developer. But a Riverside County Superior Court judge threw out Moreno Valley's approval of the project and agreed with the environmental groups that sued the city, saying that the environmental reviews were inadequate. The project that's been halted is called Compass Danby Centerpoint. It's proposed for 18 acres on Alessandro Boulevard between Frederick and Graham Streets, directly across from single-family homes and apartment buildings. 
The judge said unless the impact of the truck traffic from this project can be reduced to an insignificant level, more environmental review is needed. The groups that sued, the Center for Community Action and Environmental Justice and the Sierra Club in Moreno Valley, raised concerns about air pollution from diesel big rigs that will be serving this project and the impact of that pollution on the health of people living nearby. So does the developer intend to amend the proposal? Well, Southern California News Group couldn't reach the developer for comment on the judge's ruling, but a representative had earlier said that the project was fine-tuned to comply with a legal settlement that these environmental groups accepted to settle a dispute over the giant World Logistics Center, which is now being built in Moreno Valley. And next up... San Bernardino City officials held a news conference to condemn racist words heard on council broadcast. Yeah, the racist slurs were heard coming over Zoom while a black San Bernardino resident was addressing the council in person during its October 18th meeting. This has become an unfortunate side effect to holding public meetings over Zoom beginning during the epidemic. City councils and other public bodies, of course, are now meeting once again in person, but some, like San Bernardino, are still letting people participate remotely by Zoom. And this new phenomenon is called Zoom bombing, and it's cropped up where some people are abusing the privilege by anonymously spouting hate speech. Zoom, the company, was sued several years ago by California church groups that were subjected to Zoom bombings of online church services, and Zoom agreed to pay an $85 million settlement and improve its security measures. But clearly, those security measures didn't extend to this type of situation. The San Bernardino resident who was the target of the racist slurs last week said if the city can't prevent such online attacks, it might be time for it to do away with anonymous remote comments. And do officials know who made those offensive remarks? Well, not yet, but the police department is investigating to try to identify the IP address or addresses that they came from. And whoever's responsible could be charged with disrupting a public meeting. The words themselves may be hate speech, but they're not illegal. Well, thank you so much for that update. And lastly, the Mission and Museum is facing eviction from the historic Mission Inn building. This has caused quite a controversy. Could you break it down for us? Well, sure. This is a complicated relationship because the Mission Inn Foundation, which operates the museum and conducts tours of the historic hotel, is not a tenant of the hotel, which is owned by the historic Mission Inn Corporation. It's subleasing the space in the hotel from the city of Riverside, which was granted space inside the hotel pursuant to the city redevelopment agency's role in saving the hotel from demolition back in the late 1970s. The foundation was formed to assist in the preservation of the hotel. So when current owners Dwayne and Kelly Roberts bought the Mission Inn and reopened it in 1992, they agreed to lease the space inside the hotel to the city redevelopment agency for 30 years. Well, that 30 years is now up. So the Mission Inn Foundation has been notified that it will have to vacate the space. The foundation tried to exercise a 10-year extension that was part of the original lease agreement. But in the meantime, the state dissolved all city redevelopment agencies back when Jerry Brown was serving his second eight years as governor. So when the Mission Inn Foundation tried to renew that lease, the city submitted the request to the State Department of Finance, which said no. So do we know what's going to happen at this point? Will the museum have to close? 
Well, nobody knows at this point. It's kind of an open question. The city and the foundation have been served with a notice to vacate. Foundation officials say losing this space is a death sentence for a nonprofit like them. The Mission Inn Corporation has pledged to continue the annual Mission Inn run. That was a fundraiser for the foundation, but will the proceeds go to support the foundation? Will the foundation find another space to locate the museum? We just don't know at this point. Well, I do know we'll keep following this and bring updates as we have them. It's a really important part of downtown Riverside. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Cassie, for this reporting. As always, we appreciate it. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KBCR News.